For over 10 years, we've been bringing you killer metal music and frank discussions about heavy metal. Wait, who the hell is Frank? You are tuned into MSR Cast, brought to you by Mainstream Resistance. Here are your hosts, Kerry the Metal Geek and Sean the Metal Pigeon. Keep it metal. Hello, this is Dauber. And this is Cami. We're from Oceans of Slumber. And you're listening to MSR Cast. Hi, this is James Avera. I'm going back to old school. MSR Cast? Oh, come on. Yes, we've been around for a long time, and we're not going away. This is James Avera from Hellstar. Support your local scene. And welcome, my friends, to episode number 276 of MSR Cast. I am one of your hosts. I am Carrie the Metal Geek, along with... Sean the Metal Pigeon. How are you, man? Welcome to uh, 2023. <laughs> is this our first, this is our first, this is our first regular first. episode well, since our... Well, we did the the, re, the rewind yeah, yeah. for 2022. Right. In the first week. Is your um, playlist, your your top album still the same? Oh, you know, yeah, definitely. Um, top album's still the same. And uh, I would say um, I didn't spend a lot a lot of time going back and listening to other people's lists. I just, yeah, I, I, I listened to so much metal in December, I had to just sort of take a break. So you I, know, I did that for the first few weeks myself. Um, I listened to a little bit more podcast. I listened to a couple audio. I've listened to the audiobook. I've listened to the actually uh, picking up the um, uh, the Rob Halford audiobook. We were just talking about the '80s pop songs that they did that never got released. We he were talking about that in the, in the book. I just listened to the Seth Rogen yearbook audiobook, which was very interesting because. Uh, it had a bunch of people playing parts, like his parents, his family, wife. They all played their real people, but then there was like celebrities involved too. Hmm. And uh, like they were talking about this one point where they met like a weed dealer, and it was Tommy Chong in the audiobook. <laughs> it was very interesting. Um, he didn't laugh that much, so it w- didn't have his annoying laugh. But a lot of uh, a lot of Jewish talk. Yeah, um, it was great. It's a pretty good book. Uh, I started reading a book, uh, this Grady Hendrix guy, I've been hearing about him. Uh, name familiar? He had a book called We Sold Our Souls. It was basically about right. about heavy metal. I have ordered that from, uh, I don't know if you've ever heard of this place called A Half Price Books. Yeah. They are supposed to be sending it to my house. Yeah. Um, but I also got this new one, the How to Sell a Haunted House. I started reading that one. It's interesting. Hmm. It's not the... So far, his uh, writing style, it's sort of, uh, I don't want to say not very deep, but I don't know if it's meant for a younger audience or not yet, really. Fiction? Yeah, they're fictional books. Um, He does some nonfiction stuff, too, I think, but, um, you know, since being, I was a real estate agent before, I thought this might be interesting to read. And it's about an evil house that tries to not be sold type of deal. <laughs> All right. I'm down for that. Yeah. Exorcist 2023, maybe. I don't know. But yeah, um, that's what I've been up to. But I have listened to a lot of new releases from January of this year. Um, and a lot of the stuff we're playing tonight has been called from those playlists. I've made a couple. I, I, I go through and listen to every single, try to listen to every single release. Um, I pull them from like what Christian does at the metal bulldog and, and Josh and it, it, 
the heavy debriefings and all that, and uh, I find what I like, you know what I mean? And I found some good ones from January, so all the new stuff that we're going to be playing is from January. Yeah. Did you uh, did you do a lot of heavy metal this month, or no? Um, in the past week and a half, I've been catching up yeah. on um, uh, January releases. Mostly, I, I spent more time with the Catatonia than anything else. Really? And the, and the Twilight Force, I would say, those two. But... Um, Mostly just listening to just whatever I wanted to listen to. So I just put up something on the Metal Pigeon. Um, I resurrected an old feature I had called the Metal Pigeon Recommends. So I, I wrote about Charon, this uh, Finnish goth metal band. A lot of people probably forgot about. <clears throat> I forgot about them. And, uh, they were basically sentenced, right? I mean, they, they sounded very much like sentenced, but they were a little more. They had, there were certainly some differences in there. I think they were a little closer to the, I don't know what you would say, the um, romantic side of the goth. Like Poison metal. Black, uh, him? Like him, yeah. a lot more, rather than like the kind of depressive, dark, brooding stuff of the of sentence, you know, the, yep. the black humor of sentence. We were listening yeah. to, uh, there was some, there's been a couple of articles uh, that we've been, we've shared in the Metal Geeks Society page uh, on Facebook group there and uh one of them was like the the top uh uh prog metal bands um which i didn't agree with a lot of their stuff but um which is actually i've been working on creating an episode devoted to prog metal uh our favorites so it might not be everybody's favorites but that's such a wide it is it's a wide it's a wide net but they also had an article about the best uh goss doom band hmm um, and him was definitely on that list, and I, I searched on Spotify, and uh, one of the one of the one of the I, I, I guess it was I don't remember Loudwire maybe something like that yeah. have have a playlist with like all these different different gospel bands, of course, Typo, Paradise Lost, but a bunch of bands that I've like I didn't think about being gospel metal or thought about for a while, like Team At that type of stuff. Right, there's elements in there in a lot of bands' career that could be considered goth metal you know yeah yeah i mean even in power metal like nightwish you know like some of their stuff yeah. i mean they're, it, they're it, on there it depends on what you define as goth metal is, did they just recently put that out that list uh yes yeah it must be because billy think, billy Vallow put out a solo he did i've listened month. to one or two tracks and i'm I, not really into it i i uh i well i listened to that quite a bit I really like that album i wasn't in the uh, i wasn't into him though so i didn't i didn't add it on here because i'm him yeah, is one of those. That. Him is one of those things where it's just like, I don't even know if you can consider. I think they're goth rock, you know. So it's not even the thing about metal. But um, I'm always tempted to write about them because I I actually do listen to them a lot. And I was never like a like a heartogram fanatic. Like I just thought they wrote a what this, like you know like the the heartogram culture. The whole I don't know what that is. It's like. Is that their logo thing with like their the pentagram with the heart in it? It's like if you ever watch Jackass episodes like or movies and no. you saw Bam Magera okay. go through that phase where he just kind of looked like a regular dude and all of a sudden he kind of looked like he was like a goth rocker for a while. <laughs> yeah. That was that whole, sh- you know. He thing. was really into him, right? Yeah. And and it's just like, no, I, I was never really into the whole subculture, but I just thought the guy was a damn good songwriter and that's what I responded to. I never got into them at all. Um, I just... Yeah, it's fair. I mean, I totally get why people would have dismissed them, like just because you look at them and you go, "All right, this is not for me." But then, if you just get past the image and you actually just sit and listen to the records, 
and you like, you can appreciate just like, you know, heavier rock or hard rock, but with the gothic tinge, they were, they were like a more, um, melodic and mainstream typo negative in the, without the, you know, guillotine humor, basically, you know, or the, the kind of sentenced, like, you know, death humor type stuff. You say death humor, but yeah, I, I never thought about being death humor, but yeah. I think that, I think, um, especially now, like hearing Billy Ballow's solo album, which I, I, again, I think is really good. It just made me miss that stuff. And when I, when I heard he was coming out with a solo album, it got me thinking about stuff like that. So I listened to Sentenced. I listened to a lot of Charon because I just, I sort of just rediscovered them recently. Um, I mean, I've always been a fan of them, but you know, you go through ebbs and flows. Like I yeah. can't, I couldn't honestly tell you when the last time I listened to like a classic Iron Maiden album, probably a couple years ago. Wow. Cause it's just, all these songs are in my head, you know, yeah. I could just pull up any song and play it automatically. So I'm not going to sit around and listen to peace of mind for the millionth time. <laughs> so the top, the 20 greatest prog metal bands article that I was talking about is from loudersound.com and, uh, some of these I don't know if I agree with, because um, I definitely want to do an episode based on this topic. I know you probably have some ideas, and we, maybe we get somebody that's more of a prog metal then fan. We're, then we're playing... Uh, oh, prog metal. Prog metal. Okay, yeah. I was going to say, this is goth metal. We're playing him. Well, I wanna do, I'll do a goth metal episode. Yeah. As, uh, you, you can try to convince me on the, on the benefits of him. Yeah. But uh, number 20 on this list is Sabotage. Prog metal? Mm, That's a reach, I think. It is. Uh, yes, metal, hard rock, but there was elements in their career where they were very uh, symphonic, uh, you know, more like um, Broadway stuff was written like in that broad, that, that just big Broadway style, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like Handful of Rain, that yeah. type of stuff. Because um, then, because if you go for like a reach like this then you have to define well what are your criteria for yep. calling a band prog metal you know I don't consider sabotage being prog metal I that's don't me either. uh number 19 is Eson yeah uh yeah. 18 is Cynic yeah 17 is Fate's Warning uh yeah. 7 Fate's Warning to me is like the epitome of what some what prog metal is you know what I mean yeah them in like Dream Theater for me yeah, like like not. I don't want to use that term like vanilla, but like um, fundamental prog metal. Yeah. I would say fundamental prog metal. Number sixteen on their list is Leprous. Yeah, uh, yeah sort of, sort of. It's yeah. the same way Eson is, I guess. The same. It's more the same way. Like, but they're more. They're more. They more. Ha they they have more progressive elements instead of like being a prog metal band. You know what I mean? Because yeah. there's, no, there's no weird time signatures. They don't... I don't know. It's weird. Number 15 is uh, Coheed and Cambria. Uh, okay. Yeah, I would say so. Number 14 is Enslaved. Yeah. They're definitely uh, blackened prog metal. Yeah. Pro Proggy blackened death metal. Let's, let's, I don't know if they're, they're prog metal. Though. They're more... I would say they're more prog metal today than they are black metal. Well, now, today for yeah. sure. Number 13, I don't agree with this one at all. Band we just mentioned, Iron Maiden. Yeah, no, that's a reach. I don't think they're prog metal at Again, all. Again, it's like, well, okay, yeah, they're influenced by like prog rock yeah. bands like Jethro Tull, for sure, because, I mean, Steve Harris even said that. Yeah. 
that doesn't necessarily make you a prog metal band just because you share those influences. Number 12 is Symphony X. I agree with that one. Yeah. Number 11 is Gojira. Yeah. I'm not a big fan of Gojira, but I can see that. Yeah. Maybe later in their career for sure. Number 10, I totally agree with this, is Between the Buried and Me. They are so underrated yeah. as a prog metal band, even though they have a lot of, you know, you know, metalcore elements mixed into them, but they are sort of the epitome of modern prog metal into my in my years. All the bands were saying yeah to it's like you have to think about like well what are what is the fundamental because these bands all sound wildly different so what what yep. is the fundamental thing that unites them is it time signatures yeah is it you know like what is it you know so that's, we'll have to we'll have to dive deep into it because Iron Maiden is that weird time signature they do sometimes but if we're not for, they don't base their songs around weird time signatures so you know so I don't know if uh, Nico could do a lot of weird time signatures whereas like Dream Theater like a lot of their songs oh, yeah. are based around just the ever shifting time signatures and weird. Uh, extra tom rolls and all that kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, just all these weird elements. Yeah. Number nine is Devin Townsend and Devin Townsend Project. Yeah. I mean, yeah, they're they're definitely not everything he does, but a lot of it. Yeah. Yeah. Number eight is Queensrÿche. I don't know if they're prog metal. They might um, have prog element, but as the years go by. They they released proggy albums, but I don't know. They're they're proggy trad metal. Promised Land is a very progressive metal. Yeah, album. So, I mean there uh, was stuff off Empire that was sort of prog- very prog metal, yeah. prog rock influenced. Th- yeah, them and Fate's Warning really did like a lot of the proto prog metal yeah. stuff. You know? Number seven is Meshuga. Yeah, I mean, I guess I guess I don't know if you're counting time signature stuff. Well, yeah. If you want to play the the weirdest time signatures over and over and over and over and over, yeah, they, then maybe Meshuga, weird hypnotic hypnotic grooves. Yeah, um, I'm not a huge Meshuga fan though. You know I'm what I mean? Not either. Uh, number I tried. number six is Mastodon, and I I definitely can see that. I mean, not completely, but yeah, they're a more like post prog. You know what I mean? Yeah. They hang out on a post. Yeah. Post metal, post rock, post punk, all that stuff. Yeah, I would say they're prog. I mean, obviously, it's it's prog whatever. It's like you know, Enslaved is black into prog or progressive black metal. M- Mastodon something else in prog metal. Number five is Voivod. Yeah, yes, Voivod are, are amazing. Uh, number four is Porcupine Tree. Yeah, prog metal. Uh, Prog like, rock with some metal element. I yeah, see. like three albums in their career were, were metal, heavier. Metallic, yeah. Yeah. That's a reach. Number three is <laughs> Rush. That's also a reach. Like, um, are, are they saying prog rock or prog metal? It says prog metal band. So, no. That's not... I would not consider Rush a prog metal band at all. They're a I prog, would. progressive rock band. They're metal. I consider them a metal band. I don't. <laughs> well, just, uh, just What's, agree we'll find, to like, a diehard Rush fan. Ask him, do you consider Rush a metal band? They're like, uh, no. <laughs> this is that would be a great uh, Twitter <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> question. Uh, number two, can you guess who number two is? Um, we got all the big ones in there already. Probably be something ridiculous. I don't know, Queen or something. Tool. Oh yeah, Tool. Yeah, of course. Are they really? They're more artsy prog. I don't consider them. I don't know. I never, I never put prog metal and Tool together in the same sentence. Might that might just be me though? 
I mean, I, I, I think by definition they'd be pro- progressive. Number one is, guess what? Dan, we mentioned earlier. Um, I have such a bad short-term memory. Dream Theater. Oh, duh. I, I kind of figured they'd already been said. I mean, there's a couple bands, in my opinion, that have been uh, been left out here. Riverside, the Iken. I, I love hiking. Uh, Threshold, they're one of my top prog metal bands. There's some missing stuff that that could have been replaced, but that we're gonna get there on a, on a future episode. We're we're working on it right now, and uh, it'd be interesting to hear what you come up with. And I know my my picks, so we need to find a prog metal fan that's in our in our group here that we could uh, bring on to really dive into this topic. Um. Well, isn't uh. I thought one of the guys from the Metal Exchange was pretty big on. I think you're right. I thought Justin was maybe big Justin. On. Yeah, Justin from the the Metal Exchange podcast. It might be a good. Yeah, it was. I don't know. I'm, or maybe I'm. We'll find out. Justin, yeah. if you're a prog metal fan, hit us up. <laughs> you're on. Um, let's move on, dude. Um, I know we have some other January releases I want to talk about, but let's get into some of the new music that we want to talk, play. Uh, I discovered this band called Celestial Withered. It's weird. I don't know if it came out in 2023. Um, it was self-released maybe independently in 22, but it's been, now it's out in 23. It's, yeah. it's a little, it's a weird thing, but the band, uh, Celestial Withered, they're, uh, from Denver and, uh, they are the, they're, they're winning the premier, uh, award of the year. They are very much in that style of, of Premier, um, sort of black and thrashy, power metal-ish, all that stuff rolled into one. Uh, I actually really like this album a lot. I only got to listen to like a couple songs of it earlier. Yeah. So I, I haven't explored the extent of it. So yeah, it looks like it was independent in 22, but it was released in 2023 uh, by Scarlet Records. So that's how it happened. With the digital-only release, now it's physical. Scarlet Records uh, out of Italy. Yep. Good la- uh, surprisingly good label that puts out a lot of quality power metal stuff. Yeah. Um, I, I'm really enjoying this Celestial Wither. The album cover is really cool. Uh, like a, a weird landscape with a, a weird planet in the background very blue and purple and pretty colors i say surprisingly good label because the last <laughs> time i checked they were based out of an apartment somewhere in oh really yeah so wow. i was like well oh wow that's how most labels start right yeah it's true uh so we're going to get into a track from the album called uh winds of the cosmos let's get into the track called ice realm and uh, we'll be right back Yeah. 
Welcome back to the show. Uh, that was um, Beyond the Black, uh, which if you don't remember them, good reason. Their last album came out in 2000. Uh, it's been a while. 2000? Yeah. Wow. Or 2020, rather. 2020, okay. Um, which it might as well have been 2000. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, this is uh, the band with uh, vocalist Jennifer Haben, who if you remember was on the last Camelot album as a guest vocalist on, I think, the best song on that album. and um, But this is her band, and uh, they're, you know, melodic metal, kind of tinges of power metal, but mostly just melodic metal. And um, I guess you could say melodic modern metal. And I didn't ex- yeah. ever expect that. I, I like this band's previous album, you know, a decent bit. I didn't ever expect them to put out anything that would be you know, that would make me stop and go, whoa, that's pretty damn good. This, I think, this album, I think, is really, really good, surprisingly. So I just, it was one of those things where I just didn't see it coming. Like, oh, I never thought this band had this kind of quality in them. And I think what it is is that they really just um, dropped the kind of edgy, you know, attitude thing they were going for earlier. Just focused on writing good songs and letting her voice come yeah, out. Yeah, you you could you could definitely tell that they the songwriting is much better. The production is really crystal clear without being overproduced. Yeah. And I do remember these guys previously and it, and it had that we're tough guy attitude yeah. to it and, and they, they sort of dropped that this time. Yeah. Uh what it gets me confused. What uh wasn't there another beyond another black band with black in the title that was sort of like power metalish and um uh, yeah, there's probably something obvious we're really overlooking right now, but yeah. So, one of the things that I'm trying to do when I listen to an album when I go through my list, like I listen to the new releases and this was on there, um I always try to click the heart button on Spotify that I like it. So, I hearted this song and this it's funny. That's the one song that I hearted on the album, and you picked it. Yeah. So yeah. that's saying something right there. I mean, and, and I, I from you know the, I just went through the album a couple times, but this was the song that I always kind of remember lingering after the album's finished. So I mean, there's other great songs on there. Um, I think it's a quality album. It surprised me. It it's, it, it, it reminds it, me of of the Battle Beast album from last year, like when they came out in January, sure. that kind of was like, Oh, that's, that was a contender. But the Battle Beast yeah. album was a little bit more aggressive. Yeah. They yeah. Just, but but these guys, like, you know, who they remind me of, uh, like El Yvette now. Yeah, um, I could see without that. the, the hurdy gurdy and all right. that kind of stuff, but yeah. like some, sort of the same song structures and stuff like that. Yeah. Cause especially cause like the first couple of songs in the album have a kind of folk tinge to them. Not too much, but just a little bit also. So yeah. Yeah. So it has uh, somebody from Serenity in the band now. Is that true? I think so. Yeah, or someone who used to be in Serenity. Yeah. Um, yeah, they. Um, they're you know they're not. Jennifer Haven, I think, is is their most re- recognizable member. Um, I don't really know her that well, so. Yeah, I would. I my introduction was when she was on that Camelot album. Like, sure. Who's this? As most of your introductions are through Camelot. Yeah, well, you know, these days it's hard to be Camelot. So we mentioned, uh, speaking of Camelot and speaking of Justin from <laughs> the Metal Exchange podcast, uh, I've been speaking to him recently. He's currently, as of we're recording this, on the 70,000 tons of metal cruise. 
and Camelot played. We watched the track earlier, but man, I, uh, I've i got to go on one of those, dude. We were watching some videos earlier on YouTube. Our love, My love of cruising and my love of heavy metal, how can I not do it? It's expensive. Yes, I get that. But, you know, we're talking about Vakken would be such a cool thing to do. But I couldn't handle it. I couldn't handle the people. I couldn't handle being outside so long. It'd be uncomfortable. I, I, could, I couldn't handle not having a place to go to. That's why this sounds amazing to me because I'm done for the night or I want to go take an hour nap. All I got to do is fucking whatever my wherever my room is, just go to my room and I'm good. Then yeah. I can refresh and go back out there and do what I want. Yeah. That sounds amazing to me. I don't care about going to like... Um, you know, islands and all that kind of stuff. We do that on regular cruises. Yeah. That's not what I would do this for, but you know, and there's food everywhere. There's drinks everywhere. There's food. You don't have to worry about that kind of stuff. It's, it's, it sounds like the best of both worlds for me. Yeah. I mean, you know, if only, if only the town of Walken had like a, just a massive hotel. Yeah. Right. Or In the middle of, massive of it. Hotel is like, oh, okay. That's, you know. Yeah, exactly. I, I'm much happier watching, uh, the Walken live streams now. I'm, I'm good with that. Um, you're telling me if someone say offered you a free ticket, free airfare to go to Walken next year, you wouldn't go. Um, you know, I don't, I don't know if I would. Wow. Maybe 10 years ago. Maybe. Yeah. But I'm pushing fifty. I don't know if yeah. I could do that anymore. Yeah, I mean, I mean, and I think, I think even people, um, I, I think it's a personal thing. It's like, ah, do you yeah. think you can pull that off? I mean, you're going to be uncomfortable for a couple of days. You're going right. to be tired. Do you want to put yourself through do that? You wanna, would, you, would you be able to enjoy yourself to the fullest extent? Yep. And that's the thing that seventy thousand tons seems to have going for. It. It's like, yeah, like you just said, you can just rest and go get some privacy and sleep. I'm hungry. Whatever. I'm gonna go grab some free pizza. Some I'm gonna pizza. go grab something to drink. Yeah. I'm gonna do or just chill out. Somewhere. And the coolest thing I think about it is every band that plays, they play two sets, right? Um, and then we're watching how it's set up there. So on the on the main Lido deck, there's like a big stage and there's a smaller stage. Um, and then there's uh, Royal Caribbean. They have like their um, their main stage area, which is like where they do their, you know, their Broadway production shows on the on the cruise and all that. And they also have an ice skating rink, which I think they've covered converted into another stage area. Hmm. So um, it's cool that the two sets thing, so you don't have to stress about missing the band. And usually it's weird because like I know on on some cruises. The Lido deck, the uh, the buffet area sort of divides like the aft and then like the main Lido area. So then maybe that's how it's set up. I don't know. Hmm. I'm interested. Maybe we'll get Justin to come on to talk about it because get his experience. That sounds like a good idea. Just to have uh, you know someone with firsthand experience. Yeah, yeah. And uh, a lot of great bands played this year. I know Oceans played. Maybe we can talk to Cammy about her experience. I'll give you a little quick little interview. And I was I was excited to see Insomnium and Amorphous and um, who was it Camelot played and Dragon Force went crazy and like jumped in the the um, in the hot tub while they were playing with Alessio from Power Quest on vocals. Yeah, that was that's something. Right. Yeah, he was a uh, Power Questin. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of uh, Power Quest ish, let's talk about our next band. Yeah. Um. Uh, Twilight Force, uh, power metal, uh, I don't know, Sonata Artica influenced 
um, very Rhapsody influenced power this, metal. Yeah, this is um, power metal inspired by video games, like like RPG video games. Yeah. Uh, the the new album is called At the Heart of Wintervale, and it's really fucking good. Um, the track we're gonna we're gonna play for you in a minute is called Sunlight Night. You have to do yourself a favor and go watch the music video. That was a it was a great video. Legitimately, Sean hates video. fucking music videos, right? I hate most metal music videos, but not this one. This is like Final Fantasy two. My okay, my favorite part about it, he it actually he's got he's on the overworld and he gets stuck into a random battle, and there's one point where he gets to like the end boss of the game, and the boss just fucking decimates him like every time. Yeah. And then the character in the in the music video goes back and starts grinding to upload to get his uh, power up, and then he kills. I'm like, every fucking gamer RPG fan knows what it is to grind it's in a, a video it's game. Amazing how obvious of an idea this seemed, and no one did it until now. Right? And it's just like, yeah, just film a music video like it's a old school JRPG. That's brilliant. completely eight bit looking. Yeah. It was so great, and the, and that was the song that I picked earlier. There's like this weird breakdown moment in it towards the end, but uh, it, it it reminds me of just like Final Fantasy or like a Legend of Zelda that type of stuff. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, I, I enjoy this album more than anything else they've ever done. Um, that was really good, you know. I don't know if it'll be like my favorite power metal album, but I, in the moment when I'm listening to it, I'm, I'm enjoying. It's it. your pa- favorite power metal album of January of 2023. That's for sure. Yeah, it might even make it later in the in the year. We don't know. We'll yeah. find out. Uh, today was actually the first day I listened to the album, and I was like, okay, we got to play this. I know, I know, Sean would be into it. Yeah. So let's get into uh, some Twilight Force. This is uh, from the new album we just mentioned, "At the Heart of Winter Vale." Sunlight Night. Check it out and then go watch the YouTube video when you're done with the show.
And we're back. Uh, we just heard some Dead Horse, Born Believing, from the 2020 remix of Horse Court, Unrelated Story, That's Time Consuming. Yes, I know, long album title. Um, I am a, I try to play Dead Horse every couple of years on this show, um, just to remind people who may not know about them that well. They were uh, a staple in my childhood growing up here in Houston, one of the bigger Houston bands that came out of here. Um, especially in that genre, that 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 death metal genre, but they weren't typical death metal, uh, yeah. and they they had a lot of um, like comedic um, parts to them. Just a very um, very awkward and weird song writing, but but it was really cool. Yeah, almost almost. I mean, I wouldn't ever call them punk, but almost punky attitude in a way. Know? In a way, um, I saw Dead Horse so many times growing up. Um, this album probably came out when I was like 13, 14 years old in 1989. Um, I remember being at the mall. I probably told the story before being at the mall and I had heard him on Sweet Nightmares with Bill Bates and Wes Weaver, both of them rest in peace. And um, I actually have video that I got to con- get converted that I found of Dead Horse performing live at KPFT Studios was Bill and Wes back in the day. But I saw him at the mall one day in the in the music store and convinced my mom to buy me a cassette called Dead Horse. And she did. And uh, it all went downhill from there. No, I'm joking. <laughs> that was like one of the the epitomes of my of my early metal, you know, indoctrination really. And I saw them so many times, uh, live so I'm at the Vatican all the time, but uh, yeah, I've always been a big fan of the band. And in 2020, they released, remastered, and re-released uh, the album on vinyl. Which, if you don't have that, the vinyl version, it's really awesome. Like it's like it's like like blood red vinyl color. Um, you can reach out to the band. Uh, they have a store. You can get all their stuff pretty cheap. I have um, the reason I brought Dead Horse back up is you showed me a picture that you found recently of this album on cassette. Yeah, I had not seen that in a long time. Yeah, um, and one of the things I inherited from uh, my old um, uh, from Bill Bates, he uh, had this collection of Dead Horse demo tapes, and uh, it's one of my prized parts of my metal collection. Um, never going to get rid of them. Uh, they're, they're worth too much to me, you know what I mean? They're pretty cool. They're right next to my uh, autographed uh, dime, Diamond Daryl <laughs> Pantera cassette. <laughs> Before Pantera was, uh, you know. Do you want to talk about that? Now that I mentioned the band? Oh, you mean the cancellation? The cancellation of some of the Pantera shows? Yeah. Which uh, doesn't surprise me. Um some of them were in, were in Germany. I know one of the festivals was in Germany that canceled them. Yeah. Which, you know, Phil got in trouble at some point. Uh, I don't remember how long ago it was. Five, six, seven years ago for doing a Nazi salute on stage. Yeah. Um, very poor taste. So I guess he hasn't tried to play in Germany since that incident. I don't know. That's a great question. I don't know. And another festival followed suit, but they're doing a full tour in America. Um you know, with Zach Wilde, Charlie Benante, um, and Rex is back in the band. He was like some of the first shows I did. He got like COVID, and Charlie was out 
uh, he's been out for like some of the dates on the new Anthrax tour. He had some kind of medical issue, but he's back now. Hmm. And uh, they're playing in like nine days here in Houston. Wow. I think we're going to go, but I still want to go see Zach Wild. But whatever. Um, well, yeah. It's Exodus now, Black Label Society, Anthrax. Oh, yeah. So we can have a, a good hour-long break somewhere. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so what? what is your experience with Dead Horse? Um... Mine was always, I think, just answer. I knew of them. Yeah. And um, I know I had heard them on Sweet Nightmares before. Sure. So that's kind of how I knew about them. Um, back, I remember because when I first started going to a lot of local shows, it was all it was just death metal. So I in like yep. you know stuff like Coffin Grinder and stuff like that. And holy crap! Um, I'm, yeah, I was friends with those guys. And. Uh, I still have their demo CD. All those and like all and so all those bands, all the the people don't like to talk about this, but a lot of those death metal bands in Houston at the time were turning to black metal yeah. in the early two thousands. Sure, so, no, it's true. Um, uh, but yeah, Coffin Grinder. I mean, uh, uh, Dead Horse was just a name that I knew. I I want to say that I that I had seen them, but I don't know if that's true or not. Because I I know they were on. I thought they were on a bill. That I went to go see. They, but I they probably were. They played their last show. Um, May it was like four or five years ago. I went to it. It was at uh, Scout Bar. Um, they'll probably play a show here and there, but they're sort of not together anymore. Yeah. And all good guys. All everybody in the band is are really good guys. I thought there was like a Texas metal fest that I went to in the early two thousands that they had played at, but I, I probably I don't remember that bill that much. So maybe. Yeah. Whether um, you you might have, I mean, around that time, yeah, this was Fitzgerald's, I think. Fucking Fitz. I don't know. I I need to go and recatalog all the shows I've been to. That's that's hard, man. Yeah. Uh, so before Dead Horse um, is Twilight Force, totally opposite uh, end of the spectrum there. And the track we heard was um, called. Sunlight Night, and uh, as repeated before, please go watch the music video because it's amazing. Yeah, the video is worth looking into at, at the very least. Um. Oh, yeah. Do you want to talk about some new releases now? Okay. I know we're going to be playing some stuff, but uh, uh, some of the stuff that we have not, that we're not playing, I, would, I thought I want to talk about. Um, Let's talk about the new uh, And Ocean album. Have you listened to it? I did. Yes. What do you? What do you? What's your first opinion? Uh, I mean, I was. It was. I have. I need to listen to it again. Yep. It's a lot to handle. It's a lot it to is. process. But it, it. I thought it was good. Like the stuff I heard in. Like my first impressions were. All right, cool. There's like grooves in here and and riffs in here to get into and. Yeah, there's some grooving. There's a lot some, of complexity. A very very uh, progressive in nature, yeah. but. Uh, also sort of it's accessible uh, i think yeah yeah it's very uh influenced by like black metal and death yeah. metal and like you said there's some groove elements in there which is which is really cool yeah not as good it, like the in the woods album i think is a much better uh different but a better version of that i haven't heard and i haven't heard them in a long time you right. know it's been a while yeah it's hard to look them up because they have three dots before their name. Right. <laughs> when I, I had the promo and I was trying to get that onto my, my phone, that was a pain in the ass. 
I'm telling you, because like it wouldn't accept it. I had to like like trick my computer to to let me put this on my on my device. It was weird. Um, so this is their they one two three four wow five six six album. The one that I remember the most was Am God from 2001 because I had the promo from that. Um, I still have the paper promo from that somewhere, the cardboard promo. And that was very, very different. Not, not really like their newer stuff. You know what I mean? Right. That, that mid to early 2000s, like let's just, uh, try to be as different as possible. Now we're goth metal. Now we're, <laughs> we're, you know, it, that era, I love that era of metal. So, yeah. and we, we talked about doing something on that. Um, and I think actually we talked about, it was Larry Roberts that we want to do an episode based on that early 2000s era of metal. You know what I mean? Yeah. A lot of groove going on that time, but yeah, the new album is called as in gardens. So in tombs, Great album title, and uh, we're not playing them on this episode. Our, no, they uh, right now I have them scheduled for another episode, so we we cannot not play them. But we'll get to them soon. Uh, what else is new? What about the new obituary? Um, I did. I only listened to it once. Yeah, I listened to it a couple times. Um, it, it was good. It's good obituary. Yeah. It sounded good. Sound like it, obituary, <laughs> it, and that's what you want sometimes, man. Yeah. I don't want obituary to do anything that's you know. There's elements here. I'm like, oh, they're trying a little bit different here, but yeah, it's obituary, man. That's what it, it's exactly what you want. Is it going to be the best album of the year? No, but yeah, it's. I'm going to go back and listen to it over and over and over. And I know that there's like a diehard obituary fan that can parse the differences between from album to album and go, ah, they're yep. doing something, you know. I, and I appreciate that, but I think, yeah, for me, obituary is just sort of like, oh, they, as long as they sound like obituary, I think that's good. Exactly. <laughs> you know. Uh, we're we're going to talk about the Catatonia when we uh, play the song that's or the right. album. Yep. Um, I wanted to talk about, uh, let's see, the new Atrocity is pretty damn good. Not 80s uh, metal covers anymore. But wasn't it just a reissue of something they had done before the, the Atrocity, or was it an entirely new album? I thought I, it was a brand new album. Okay, I didn't listen to it because I thought it was a, um, like a reissue or something, or some sort of re-release or something like that. Really, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna uh, look that's, that up. That's cool. If it is a new album, I'll have to give it a shot. I always liked Atrocity. Why are there so many Atrocity bands on? Uh, Admittedly, Atrocity has made a couple bad, really bad records. I think it's and, a Cult Three. So oh, okay. Um. But yeah, I mean, I, I think Atrocity is—they're a weird—they're a weird band. Yep. But they have great moments, um, even on their weirder albums. I think they have some great moments. Sure. Just, yeah. They've been around since like 1990. Yeah. Man. I mean, they're an old, especially those older albums are really good death metal records. But yeah, raw, really good raw death metal. Yeah. Uh, at some point, they went. Um, like when they started doing like work eighty and stuff like that, it did like industrial and industrial ish, uh, and yeah, quick female vocals and I mean it, they they were experimenting, they were doing their their thing. They did a really cool cover of the Sound of Silence that I really liked. Not as good as Nevermore. Uh, it was way different. Yeah, than Nevermore. Yeah, it was and more. What, it was more faithful to the original and better than the other band that should not be mentioned on the show ever. Oh God, yeah. 
way better. <laughs> um, what else has been a new? There's a man called Graw, G-R, and there's like a like a little sing over the A. They're really fucking good. I've been checking them out. I haven't listened to that yet. Imperium Decadence has been really good. Uh, the new Turban Norris, very uh, interesting uh, post metal um, in a way. I like them. Um, the the singer from Casualties of Cool who toured with Devin in 2020, uh, her name is Shay Ame Dorval, hmm. put out an album. It's really good. Um, if you liked the last Oceans of Slumber album, I think you would dig this as well. Um, let's see what else that came out. Um, I'm I got the promo for the host album, which we're gonna play on the next episode. Uh, I can't stop listening to it. It's really fucking good. You know what host is, right? Um, I think you told me about yep. it last time. It's basically uh, the Depeche Mode worship That's era right. of uh, Paradise Lost. Right, yeah. They did an album called Host, and now they've done a band called Host. Um, yeah, it's really, really good. Uh, there's this band called Holland Tour that I discovered. I got the promo actually today. And... Um, I know Ripper's on one song. Um, a couple different people are on on the album, but it's really good. Uh, has a bunch of different guest stars on it, but it's like basically one guy. But it's very very prog metal. Um, the song that I picked to play the next episode reminds me of Fate's Warning. Hmm. It's really good. Um, Tribunal. Um, really, I, I just got into these guys like today or yesterday. I started listening to them. Um, very very high quality funeral doom style. I'm really digging those guys. Uh, the new Rune Magic I've been listening to is coming out soon, um, and I never know how to say this band. Isole, Isol, Isol. Yep, there you go. Uh, new album comes out soon called Anisadora, and uh, I really really am digging the promo so far. Uh, I really. I really enjoyed the new, the last uh, few Arab Altor albums, and basically, it's the same band. Yeah, um, just doing different styles of music a little bit. Isol, Isol, or whatever. It's more traditional, um, heavier doom metal. So you know, Candlemass ish, that type stuff. It's really good though. But yeah, anything that uh, what else has been uh, tickling your metal geek? I mean, you covered everything new, I think. Um, it, you know, January is just like most Januarys, where it's a slow start to the year. Um, I, I, I disagree. I think this January, we've had a lot of great killer albums so far. I mean, for me, I, I think because I've come to it late, I sure. probably haven't heard as much. But um, The new Riverside, holy crap. The one that really took my... Uh, that really grabbed me was that that Crom album you told me about. You know, when I listen to that Crom album, I'm like, "Holy crap! This sounds like Falconer, and these songs are written about Conan the, Car- the Barbarian." I was like, "Sean needs to listen to this like right now." I, I see the Falconer comparison a little bit, but not. I, I think I, when I hear Crom, I think more Visigoth. Okay, yeah, yeah. Well, that's true too. Yeah, yeah. but I, I my my unexperienced ears apparently. Sync Visigoth sounds like Falcon or two, so <laughs> right. <laughs> there you go. So do you wanna do you wanna introduce the song we're gonna get into? Oh yeah, hey, speaking of Chrome, 
It's exactly. Uh, do, do you look at the way you segued? You didn't even know it. I'm riding like, into the sun. Yeah. This is the. I mean, my favorite song on the album, but the entire album is really good. But this song is just. I, it just. It's so. It's such an anthemic, classic slice of heavy metal, and I, I love everything about it. And yeah, one of those songs that just gets you in the mood to go see a show, basically. You know. Yep. So uh, agreed. Definitely. Let's go riding into the sunset, man. This is. From the era of darkness, this is Krom. They flew to the gods, but they never Stop! 
panic-stricken officials demand that all the scientists on Earth pool their resources as quickly as possible. It is unanimously agreed that unless this is done immediately, Earth will have no hope of fighting off the imminent attack.
Welcome back. That uh, that noise you hear in the background is not Cthulhu. It's not? Even though we just listened to Cthulhu dreamt. Well, yeah, he's sleeping now. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, Cthulhu dreamt. Uh, precursor off the album Precursor. This is your first time hearing it, right? Yeah, first time. So what did you think? Strange band. Very strange band. Yeah. Um, yeah, they are they're they're really all over the place. Um that's what I I think that's what I like about them a lot. I I heard the promo for the first time today. It's um they range. They're they're like a musical kaleidoscope. <laughs> Cuz they um they they have like they have a lot of like heavy stuff, like like heavy death metal stuff and they go into like these like acoustic only songs and they go into like these weird like Devin Townsend ambient type of music and yeah. they're just a little all over the place and I and I and I really like that and every if you look on the Bandcamp they have like twelve releases which is crazy good God um and it's all like you know Lovecraftian horror looking stuff you know very cool um I really dig these guys I just discovered them today by checking out the promo uh so Cthulhu Dreamt is the name of the band check them out. Yeah. Um, I also like the idea of a band basing their entire discography on Lovecraft. Sure. I mean, just well, not Lovecraft, but just the the mythology of that whole world too. You know, because um, it's not as frequently cited as a as a topic in metal. There's um, more at, and more bands now, of yeah. course, are are talking about you know Lovecrafting stuff. But yeah. I know. Uh, I think Dave would probably like these just because you know he he likes that type of music. Yeah. Or, or he likes that, and he also really into like like Cthulhu stuff. So with Justin, yeah, our our good friend. Um, so with uh, it's I guess it's an EP. Uh, but as, as well as new material for the album, the back half includes covers and remixes by members of the band and artist friends in a variety of styles that could very well exist within the sound world of Cthulhu Dreamt. So, I mean, they say it's an EP, but I don't know. There's like, on Spotify, this album has 14 songs, so what's I guess... The, what's the length? Um, Show you a length. EP is what, thir- under 30... 51 minutes? Oh, dude, that's longer than. So I think what they're saying album. is the first seven songs are the EP, but oh. but that's that's an album in most places, you yeah. know. Yeah. And there's weird. like there's like seven you know remix stuff on there, which is cool. Um, yeah, they're they're really good. I I really enjoy these guys. They have an album called Call from the Void Bardcore Remix. What are the what is Bardcore? If you go on YouTube and you type in Bardcore, there's a lot of like covers of like famous songs done in Bardcore style where it's like when you when you hear it you'll know exactly what it. You're like, "Oh, that makes sense. Bardcore." Okay, yeah. I'm going to have to check out what Bardcore is. I've never seen that before. <laughs> like I'm going to Bardcore version of an Adele song. It's like, hmm, "This is still strangely affecting." <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah. Nice. Uh and so before Cthulhu dreamt, we had Chrome. Now, uh, tell me a little bit more about this band, man. I know they've been around for a while, right? Um, well, the funny thing is I remember I remember listening to them a while ago, and I just it's one of those bands I think, you know, you just listen to once, and then um, they just sort of pass through your, your membrane. 
Um, because when you when you told me about the name, I was like, oh yeah, I know I know Crumb. Um, that's another band. There's a lot of names of in, in metal archives, but uh, yeah, this album, it's it's really good, really good, just solid traditional metal. Um, I really rooted in U.S. in like the U.S. power metal style. They're Bavarian um, too. And that's and that's strange, but I mean, it, it's it's <laughs> yeah. it definitely reminds me of like Visigoth and oh, yeah. American bands like that. And um, I could see these guys playing Hell's Heroes was no problem. Oh yeah, yeah, easily. And uh, this, I, I love you know the song we played, "Riding Into the Sun." It's definitely my favorite individual song of this month. I love the um, yeah, it's a great song, great album too. Um, yeah, Krom is the name of the god of the Cimmeranians in uh, Conan stories and novels. Yeah, and I love how the singer's name is Crom too. He's adopted that name, Crom, strong on his mountain. Yes, that uh, when you die, you'll uh, you'll have to go in front of Crom, and he'll ask you what is the riddle of steel, and if you do not know it, he'll cast you out of Valhalla. Wow, <laughs> that is according to Conan the Barbarian himself. That is what happens. Robert E. Howard was a uh, all right. That's more information than I knew. There's that great scene in Conan the Barbarian where he's sitting there talking with Subutai. Yeah. And they're eating like some, you know, meat or something and they're on fire. And he's like telling uh, Subutai about Krum and Subutai goes, well, my God is the everlasting sky and your God lives underneath him. And Conan's just like, you motherfucker. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. It's been a while since I've seen that movie for real. I watch that movie every Christmas Eve. Really? Is know. that your go-to? It's my tradition. I've been doing it for the past two decades. I don't know why. Wow. <laughs> but I just do it. Every Christmas Eve, I'll watch it. It's it's a very Christmassy movie. I could almost recite entire parts of that movie if I'm in I, a, Yeah. I can tell. That's why when I heard this, I was like, oh, you need this is something he needs to listen to like right away. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, right. This is like their fourth album. That's interesting. Okay. I didn't I hadn't heard about him before here. I got sent the promo. I'm like, oh, this looks interesting. I've been I've been uh trying to listen to more promos that I get. Cause it, sometimes it gets overwhelming. Sometimes um, you forget that they're there. <laughs> sometimes you forget they're there. So this whole segment right here, Crom and Cthulhu Dreamt, were both brought to you by stuff that came to my inbox. Isn't that it's so ironic that like because yeah, I mean you get it's so easy now just to get promos. They, you know, their entire company is devoted to like promo, uh, like management. Sure. Yeah. But back in the day when you would get things mailed to you, you know, you're more likely to pay attention to it. it's this physical thing coming to you. You're like, oh, cool, what's this? And you know, it was so great when uh, so. I, I'm there was I, I got so much of that crap like on the daily so it was definitely overwhelming too most of the time it was like in those little cheap cardboard cutouts and yeah. I have boxes of those of those promos still that I still have those but there was it was always cool I'm like I'm gonna come home I'm gonna check the mail I'm gonna see what we got today oh yeah. look it's a new and oceans look it's a new catatonia album that part was really cool. You know what I mean? I used to get promos when I was, because I, I used to be on all these street teams for all these labels yep. and stuff. And so they would just send me promos. When I started doing the Metal Pigeon, it was all digital. It had already moved to digital. Yeah. And the I have only ever gotten one physical promo during the, my time in the Metal Pigeon. Oh, really? This guy from, and the black, one metal, black metal band from France sent me a, physically mailed me something from France. Oh, of course. They're, they're still old school, <laughs> man. I was just like, all right, this is cool. Yeah, I don't. 
Every once in a while, I've gotten a few here and there, but not much. It's all digital yeah. now, yeah. yeah. But it's okay, though. Um, Are you, any concerts you're coming up in the next few months you're going to? Um, so, I mean, some uh, some friends of mine have batted around the idea of going to go of going to see um, Rotting Christ and Carrick Angren, Uwada. We're all a little iffy on the venue they're playing at because the sound there for black metal shows is notoriously bad. That's uh, warehouse, warehouse live. Yeah, yeah, it's just a tin box. Basically. Unless uh, unless they bring their own sound guys, it's going to sound like shit. And and even so, I mean, I, I rare that you hear a good show there, like in the extreme metal. Yeah, I've never really had an experience with. It. In the small room, I heard at the gates play, and that that was great. But anytime- I'm going to the small room in May to see Hammerfall. They're playing the 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 what oh, do you call it? the studio at Warehouse Five. Okay, that that would be cool. Yeah, a small little room like that for Hammerfall. So yeah. I saw Devin Townsend that one time. Yeah, that was cool. I I kind of just thought they stopped doing shows there, but anyway. Um, yeah, I'm a little bummed at the venue choice. Um, there's a show, I think someone's playing April 2nd, that looked kind of interesting. Um, I can't remember who. They announced a bunch of new concerts, like a lot of new tours, just like in the past yeah. week or so. I'm like, like Carcass is going on a tour. Carcass is, that's what I'm. That's what it yeah, is. Yeah, w- I haven't seen Carcass in a long fucking time. And there's a friend of mine who always was wanted to see them, and he's never gotten a chance to, so we're definitely going to go and check that out. That'll be fun. I haven't seen Carcass in a long time, so I think I saw them when they were supporting. Um, uh, what was the t- uh, the twenty fourteen record? They can the comeback record. I think that's when I saw them the last time. It's probably been longer than that for me. Um, I don't know. But yeah, I mean that'll be cool. Or yeah, maybe it, I don't know. I thought I saw them that time. I did see them that time. I just can't remember who. See, I, this is not good. I can't remember any of this shit anymore. So yeah, I know. I'm looking to see who's... Um, like, did you see this band? I, was like, oh, I guess, maybe. Um, but yeah, and then after that... You're not going to go to the Cradle of Phyllis and Devil Driver show? No, because you know why? Because Devil Driver. Because they're... No, it's not even that. They're playing at Warehouse Live. Oh, that's true. And that'll be a tin bot, and I, I just can't stand that venue sound. I have no problem with the venue itself, although I don't like the location. That is a Houston thing. Sandwich in between two major sports stadiums. You all know how that is. You know who I'm interested in going to see? Who's this? Les Claypool. Oh, that'd be cool. He's doing, um, I can't remember where it's at, but uh, a White Oak. So um, he, it's basically the Frog Brigade. Um, so which means that it includes Sean Lennon in the be band. Cool. So that could be cool. That Carcass show is going to be at uh, White Oak also. A lot of good stuff is coming. To, a lot of most of the stuff is coming to White Oak. To be honest with I you, I don't have to go see a show at seven thirteen over Warehouse, just sound wise and yeah, and you know comfort wise or whatever. But yeah, I, I don't know. Pissing Razors is playing. Did you know that? Did not know that. In May, May I'm going to be seeing Halloween. I'm doing the Dallas trip to Halloween. I should. Really, I am too. Really plan that out. I guess. Yeah, I was talking to um, our good friend Colin about that. Um, we're thinking about riding up together if you if we want to just you do it all together. Yeah, I have to see what my whole day off situation. Oh, one of the bands that I, I'm interested in seeing live is uh, in Houston. I'm looking at the Houston date is March 16th. Death to All is playing at White Oak, huh. uh, which is you know they're playing. The 30th anniversary of individual salt salt patterns with some other classic stuff and suffocations opening up for that tour. When is this? 
March 16th here in Houston at White Oak. Yeah. Okay. There's a lot of stuff going on in White Oak that month. It all that happens month. at once, doesn't it? Yeah. It does because <clears throat> Hell's Heroes is like the next week. Yeah. And uh, who, who got replaced on Hell's Heroes? It was... Demon. Demon and somebody else. Someone else. but And they, they replaced him with Unto Others, which is a... They should have been on the bill in the first place, yeah. I think. Um, honestly, like with Unto Others on the onto the bill, it's like, ooh. Um, I just saw them at that same venue headlining. Yeah. So I, it's sort of like, ah, I've already just seen them like a couple months ago or whatever that was. A year ago, maybe. And that was a great show. They were so good. They, it was such a phenomenal show. And I think everyone going to Hell's Heroes is going to... They should make it a point to check that set oh, out. Oh, yeah. If I if I go, I definitely want to see them. Uh, Carcass tour was is with Municipal Waste, Sacred Reich, and Creeping Deaths. Yeah. Okay. I mean, yeah, that's a good lineup right there. Yeah. Creeping Death. Um. Okay. Wow. Interesting. Uh, the what about the Decibel tour? We didn't talk about that. Uh, Dark Funeral, Two Hundred Stab Wounds, Cattle Decapitation, and Black Braid. I know some people, I know Justin would be excited to see Blackberry. So that's the only band, I did consider that. That's yeah. the only band I'd want to see, though, and they're and I know they're only going to get like four or maybe, you know, three or four songs. I would see Dark Funeral, for sure. Um, I've seen Cattle Decapitation. Seen they're Dark not Funeral. my favorite. Yeah. The, so I've seen Cattle Decapitation. Haven't everybody? Yeah. What about this? Uh, it's not coming here to Houston, but I mean... This isn't a bad show. This would be a spectacle to watch. So Rob Zombie is touring with Alice Cooper in Ministry. That'd be cool. And, fi- and Filter is opening up for that tour. That's a great bill. I mean, it is right. Yeah. I would if it was in if that was at the Woodlands. I would if I can get cheap lawn tickets. I would go. Where are they playing? Uh, Dallas. Oh, there's a full tour, but it's only that's only the Houston uh, on the only Texas. That would date. be a really good show for Seven Thirteen Music Hall. I think. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny, like you think like that venue. It's like, oh, you know, only mid-sized. Band. I mean, they would they would definitely sell that out. When I went to go see the Cult a couple months ago, that place was packed. Was it? You would not think that the Cult could sell out a five thousand cap venue. Oh, they did. That place was packed out. That was a great show. Striper's coming with Vixen. I've seen Vixen. <laughs> Have you really? Yeah, I've seen Striper actually, but not you know obviously separate. But yeah. I have never seen Striper. I don't want to. Uh, Striper was on accident. They were touring with someone else I went to go see. Oh, really? Um, it might have been Dawkin. That might have been the tour. And that makes sense, I guess, you know. Uh, I, what about, are you interested in going to the Elevete show? Who are they playing with? Omnium Gatherum and Seven Spires. Yeah, I'll, I'll be there for that. That's okay. like later on in the that year. That right? is March 27th. No shit. The weekend, the Hell's Heroes is March 23rd for the pre-party, um, March 24th and 25th for the show, and then March 27th is El Uvete. Where are they playing at? <laughs> Wide Oak Music Hall. Okay, I'll be there for that. Yeah, I, I, I would definitely I, go I, to that I'm one. Go, I'll go just for Spires, but I mean, everything else sounds good, too. I saw Omnium last year, and they were good. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, Obituary is touring uh, with a band I don't can't read. And immolation, huh? This will be good. I mean, I'm not gonna be able to, go, a lot to all, of tours. Be able like, to go to all of these, but I'll I'll pick and choose. Exactly, I I'm feeling the same way. Um, you know, with we had so many years of like nothing. Yeah. Uh, and then now it's like everything is like sort of hitting at once. 
I really want to go to uh, Austin for the Insomnium Enslaved tour. I mean, yeah, I am so upset it's not playing Houston. Put it this way: if it was like Insomnium co-headlining with like Seven Spires, I would drive out there for that. But Enslaved, dude, come but on! It's Enslaved, and I'll be honest: I the last few Enslaved albums have just kind of that I'm kind of bored with them. So I, I don't really. See I, the value I know you them. are, and and. If it was any other band, I'd go do. I, I hate saying that about Slave, but it's true. I just got to be honest about it. They're just they're kind of boring to me now. I'm sure there are a lot of people listening to this going, yeah, yeah, they're kind of boring to me too. Not to me. That's <laughs> just me. Whatever. Uh, Write a good fucking album. Be a metal band again. Just just do it. Axioma was over 10 years ago, and that was the be- one of the best records they ever did. So I know they're capable of it because <laughs> they shook off their prog stuff just for a little bit just to do that al- album. Then they, I enjoy then they the prog back stuff. full so. into the prog stuff. I, I enjoy that. Like, Retir was okay, half yeah. okay, half meh. And then they just went full on meh for the rest of it. I was <sighs> like, you guys are making it really hard for me to, be a, to enjoy this stuff. <sighs> Every album had like one or two moments where I'd be like, yeah, I like that. Oh, and then shit. the rest of it would just be can like, can you guys hear Sean? I can't hear him anymore. What oh, happened to his What happened to his audio? Enslaved. You're so boring. God <laughs> damn it, dude. Speaking of, uh, would you go to Dallas or San Antonio to see Ailstorm and Glory Hammer together? I would only go see him locally. Yep. I just would you go to see him locally? Because that guy is a, a bit of a. It's weird. It's weird. I, I I'm not gonna say I know him well. But he and I have talked enough, like to like to be on friendly terms. Like he would know who I am. Sure. So I do know Chris a bit, and I would go see him just to say hello and have a good time, and laugh at the idiots in the crowd. Basically, I mean, I I think I've seen Ailstorm so many times now that it, I don't think I've ever seen him live. I've seen him like four or five times, just on accident, and um, I would go just for Glory Hammer, just because. I wouldn't mind seeing Glory Hammer. Gotta support Sozo. Sozo is a great singer. He deserves all the support. And he's taken over a role that is, you know, it's challenging, it's theatrical, and he has to do all that stuff on the fly. Because what's his name? The old singer has a new project. Yeah. Uh, He's still going by Angus. McFife or whatever it is. It's a whole song. It's a whole thing, yeah. Yeah. I, I actually heard the song, and it's not bad, but, you know. All right. He's a good singer. Yeah. Yeah. Let's move on. Uh, let's get into a band uh, we've both seen live many, many times. Uh, and they put out a new album in January. Let's talk about Catatonia. Yeah. Um, really interesting album. Uh, I, Depending on my mood and when I listen to it, I have very different opinions about this I album. I am the same way. So yeah, I was watching uh, the Forge Master uh, reviews. If you haven't checked them out on YouTube, they're great. They did um, a Catatonia ranking of every single album. Um, you know, I, I sort of agreed with them mostly. Um, the, I like when they do those uh, rankings. Uh, it's something very interesting to me. But um, I, I like songs on the new Catatonia, but it's not my favorite album by them for sure. Uh, no, I, I think I feel the same way, yeah, where it's like there are moments on this album that are really good. And then I think sometimes I'm in the mood for the entire thing and I can like fall into... It's very... Modern Catatonia obviously is like a lot of groove to it and stuff. And, yeah. And, and just, I don't know, vibe. 
So like, if I'm in the right mood for this album, I really do enjoy it. And then there are other times where I just lose my patience with it and have to listen to something else. <laughs> and I don't know yeah. really what that says about it as a whole, but I mean, sometimes I just feel like I want Catatonia just to be a little bit more aggressive. And I think that it would help balance out their sound a little bit because I think they're a little too... Um, leaning in the direction of say like a porcupine tree or a riverside or something where they're I not going that far where it's like I don't want you to be like that that super prog metal yeah I, I want you to be more gritty and it's it's a very smooth album too you know like this the it's a very smooth but here's album. my thing was it um, I've listened to it like two or three times and uh, there's maybe one track that I could that sort of sticks out when I think when I go back and think about it I don't think it's birds. Um, I have to I have to go back and look. Is it? Um, maybe it is birds. That's one of the first singles they put out, huh? Yeah. Maybe it is that song or Colossal Shade. That's another good track. Right. But I should be liking it more. You know what I mean? Yeah. I. I remember. <laughs> I remember reading an interview. I don't know if it was with Jonas or. Uh, who it was in the band? They were talking about like their their current sound, and they're like, "Yeah, we want to stay away from, um, like you know, corny metal cliches and yeah, whatever." And I was just kind of like, you know, but sometimes those corny metal cliches are freaking awesome. Yeah, and you know, you don't have to be embarrassed of being a metal band. I don't know. I sometimes I just I just think sometimes uh, like especially Catatonia new catatonia it's sort of like in that vein of new opeth it's like no we're gonna do this now and you're just sort of left like oh okay what's your uh, favorite catatonia album uh well that uh, you know honestly the the early stuff kind of just all runs equal to me so i would that'd be a hard one it would definitely be one of the earlier records um how early like the ackerfeld album or um, I like. I mean, I. That's a good question. I I I really like Long Last Fair Day Gone Night, um, that era type stuff. Uh, Dead Ink Kings, um, that mid, you know, two thousands. Um, of course, like Night of the New Day, those are all really good albums. You know what? Some of their little, their modern stuff that I did like was the Great Cold Distance. I was about to say that one too. Yeah, yeah. My twin. I mean, that's a that's a, an amazing song right there. All right. Well, we're not playing that. We're playing the the new album. You want to go ahead and introduce it then? Uh, yeah. So this is um, off of Sky Full or Sky Void of Stars, um, and this is Birds. Aptly titled Birds. All right, we'll be right back.
Welcome back to the show, my friends. Uh, we just listened to a band called Thlegist. Um, I, I think I'm saying that correctly. Black and Doom Metal. Um, yeah, these guys are heavy rock and roll, punk and black metal, uh, you know, written with like a motorhead songwriting style to them. They're pretty great, man. Um, I know this was started by a former, uh, he was in Vreed for a long time. Um, so yeah, they do a weird status quo cover at the end of the album. <laughs> but, <yeah. laughs> which, which song? Uh, Oh Baby. I don't think I know that one. Yeah. Huh. But pretty great album. It's called um, Avstand. Um, everything is pretty much in their home language. Yeah. Uh, the Norwegian, so but it's really good. I, it's a really great album. Yeah, no, I I kind of I was listening to it earlier. Um, I like the just sort of raw, kind yeah. of almost like a black and rolly mm-hmm. type approach. Yeah, black and roll. I love it's a it's a great new style. <laughs> it it um the it's a style that also works best in like Norwegian. I think sure. I don't know. There's something about it that 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 fits better. I think if you like, um, I guess you say like if you like bands like Midnight and stuff along those yeah. lines, uh, definitely check these guys out. Yeah. Um, really good stuff. Uh, I just then uh, before that we had Catatonia from Sky Void of Stars, um, and that track was Birds. Yeah, it's it's one of the catchier tracks on the album. Yeah, but it's Catatonia. Do you think they're going to be touring soon? Um. Yes. Uh, are they? I don't, I don't know. I'm sure they will, though. Yeah. New album. They tour a lot, so. 
Um, speaking of, I just read this news today uh, that came out today. Metal Church has finally enlisted the new vocalist. So the guy, they got a guy named Mark Lopez. He's from uh, Ross the Boss and his band called Let Us Pray. Hmm. Uh, Lopez, L-O-P-E-S. So yeah, you know, um, they they said they weren't looking for anybody that sounded like uh, Mike Howe or, or David Wayne. So I'm interested to hear what they're going to sound like with this guy. And they have a new album coming out. They work on a new album yeah. uh, previously before Mike Howe died and uh, they were working on demos and stuff like that. So um, That's an interesting way to go, just a you know, complete opposite. Uh, or try to try to get someone who's going to do something new. Um, I think that could be interesting, just for new new music's sake. Yeah, you know whether he could pull off the old songs, quote unquote, pull off. You know who knows. But another thing, I just saw this uh, article come across my my desk. Like they just typed it up and put it on my desk. Um, the band is called Legion of Doom, so it's a continuation of the Skull after Eric Wagner, basically. Uh, it's weird. So, uh, it's, it's still, um, uh, Ron Holzner, you know, original member of trouble and the skull. Um, he thought he wanted to honor the memory of Eric by playing songs that he crafted. I want his spirit to become eternal through his words and melody. And I also want to play songs from the catalogs of everyone involved. So long guitar player uh, Losar Keller, who's been in the band for a while from The Skull and Sacred Down, drummer Henry, Henry Vasquez from The Skull, from St. Vitus. Uh, he's reached out to vocalist Carl Agel uh, from Corrosion of Conformity, uh, Leadfoot, who's in a band called Blind, which is, you know, continuation of COC, his, his era of it, uh, the Blind era. Um, and then uh, Scott Riegers from St. Vitus is also a vocalist, and Victor Griffin from Pentagram plays the skulls. Hmm. And it's, you know, the all-star lineup of uh, of that, you know, very, very cool. Interesting to see uh, how that's going to be. It's not Eric Wagner in my, in my eyes, though, but, you know, it's yeah. what they can do. Like, do they mean like they're going to do music in that, in that vein? They're going to do music in that vein. They're going to play music from, I'm sure, Trouble and The Skull and maybe stuff from the, you know, the air. Oh, by playing songs he crafted. Yes. Huh. Yeah. In his memory. Yeah. So, but I, I think that's a cool thing, though. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, there you go. Interesting news across the uh, MSR cast news desk. Like we have one, but whatever. Um, I think we're getting close to the end of this episode, man. Um, is there any other topics you wanted to mention? Um, well, the only other thing I could think of is that's of interest uh, is that Ozzy is basically done. Oh yeah, Ozzy is retired. Yeah. Um, he's. I know he's going through some, um, you know, physical things right now. Yeah. He deserves it, man. Yeah. Fifty years. I saw him on the No More Tours tour in like what two early nineties or whatever, whatever it was. I mean, this tour that they just canceled has been postponed since twenty nineteen. Yep, pre pandemic stuff. Sure. So it's like, yeah, just can he just rest? Can he just retire and chill? He, out? he should. He yeah. deserves it. Yeah. Um, I mean, if he's having you know 
physical ailments and stuff like that. Let him rest, man. He deserves it. He's worked long and hard enough. Yeah. Um, they don't need to like roll him out here on like on a on like a wheelchair and make him perform. You know. Yeah, and and this way, I think like okay, if he does recuperate, he can come out for that one-off performance and actually do a pretty good job as best he can rather sure. than suffering, you know, touring. Touring is hard, especially yeah. when you're, you have physical ailment and you're older. Yeah. It's harder for younger people too. But I mean, yeah, like if he wants to perform, he has the opportunity. I'm going to come out and play some songs. Yeah. If he wants to, it's yeah. Let him, let him rest, man. Let him do another season of uh, the Osbournes. I don't think he would. No, I'm sure <laughs> he does. Poor guy. I'm sure. Uh, do you feel he got he 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 got forced into that? I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. He didn't want to be there. Yeah, of course not. He didn't want cameras around and stuff. And no, it was. Uh, th- that's that's where my uh, fanboy. Well, I was never really a huge fanboy, but where I stopped sort of liking him as a. Uh, I'm like I don't. You know what I mean? It was that, it was that whole Osborne's era uh, reality TV thing. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, I don't. I don't think any. I don't think any. Put it this way. I don't think any real Aussie fan like, appreciated it. Like, right. in, in terms of just like, there was nothing to appreciate. I, I just think everyone was just sort of like. It, I'm sucks. sure it broadened their his uh, his umbrella of fans. It, maybe, maybe. But how many of the people that we're get, well, we're getting into the weeds yeah. here? But they didn't go see Black Sabbath when they when they reunited. No. You know, it was, they didn't care. No. Yeah. Yeah. Or on that note, it's, I think it's time for us to retire. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so thanks again for uh, checking out uh, MSRcast. Um, let's talk about all the places you can find us. We're on the interwebs. At, uh, you can find us at MSRcast.com or MetalGeeks.net. Uh, Metal Geeks is our sister show um, where we talk about video games and geeky stuff and, and metal as well. Uh, we just put out an episode last week where George and I – give our um we get we run we run down the the oscar nominations and see what our predictions are it was pretty fun yeah um we'll see how right and wrong we are next month when it comes out you know oh that's when the oscars yeah oscars is like march something Hmm. uh which is weird because i've seen there's like 10 movies and i've seen like six or seven of them which is pretty rare for me i usually never see that many of nominated movies yeah um but yeah, that's that's good. Uh, we're on social media at MSRcast on all the places. If you are on Facebook, check out the Metal Geek Society. Um, we are everywhere you can download podcasts. or on Spotify, Apple Music, uh, in any podcast podcatcher app that you have. Just search for MSRcast or Metal Geeks, and we're there for you. We will help you get to work in the car. Just yeah. put us on. Yeah. And if you have any... Uh, Comments or ideas or anything you want to talk to us about, you can send us an email, old school way, msrcast at gmail.com. I think that's it. That's, that's it. all the all the housekeeping I have. Yeah, uh, I'm at the metalpigeon.com and Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at the Metal Pigeon. So we're going to get getting into one last band for the evening. Uh, this is a band that I've always had sort of on my radar, but never really listened to. They're called Ahab, um, Death Doom, uh, Funeral Doom band. That all their music is basically um, about the ocean. Yeah, um, <laughs> I assume with a name like Ahab. The new album, it's totally uh, about Twenty Thousand Leagues Under the Sea. It's a concept album about that. About hmm. that, 
which is really cool. So yeah, you could uh, you could call me Moby Dick. Yeah, because they have got me. <laughs> it's uh, I'm really into this album. A I guess lot. they've already done the Moby Dick concept album. I I think they have. Yeah. I'm gonna go back into their discography because I don't really know much about them previously. But yeah. um, I, the, it's fitting that a concept album about like Moby Dick or something would be a like what really slow doom yes you know yeah exactly i mean mastodon did a concept album out yeah about sea creatures and moby dick and stuff like that yeah so i mean it makes sense yeah uh but the album is called the coral tombs and we're going to get into a, a track called colossus of the liquid graves and i was trying to pick a track they're all great this is one of the shorter tracks on the album and it, and it starts right away some of the other tracks there's like a slow build and then it gets heavy and then there's like a, it's, it's very funeral doom on this album. So with that in mind, please check out Ahab enjoy and uh, we will see you guys on the next episode. Yep. I think we have, wait, one last thing we have to say. Uh, keep it metal. I was going to say, keep it a happy. Okay. All right, guys, we'll see you next time.
Hey, Geekazoids. Thanks for listening to another fine podcast brought to you by MSR Productions. All rights reserved, blah, 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 blah. For reviews, archives of our podcasts, and all your other metal geekery needs, please visit metalgeeks.net. Keep it geeky. Keep it metal.